Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 199, episode 5 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, August 27th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Wherever you go, whatever you do, spelled D-E-W, I will be Zeit here trending for you. Whatever news breaks with all the hot takes, I will be Zeit here trending with do. Again, spelled D-E-W. That is courtesy of Steve Fennig on Twitter and the great Richard Marks. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I mean, in honor of a wonderful live stream show, uh, you Woo! still have time to catch it. You can go to momenthouse.com slash the Daily Zeitgeist. But my just God. to let you know, let me pitch it one more time. We're doing our live show, so please come through. It's not as good because we're all on Zoom. We practice and road jokes, so please don't boo. I'm streaming straight from Moment House to you. And that is from Christian Mucci, man. We're hanging by a moment. We're Life House. You know what I mean? And wow. Just come Life on House, through. Moment House. Yeah. yeah. The live show was super fun. Very oh, weird to like not have the live audience feedback, but we got to do it. We and also it. have crew on the thing who can't be audibly entertained by yeah. what's happening. So I'm like, fuck is this city? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we just, I mean, it was like a podcast essentially. Oh yeah. No, 100%. Uh, and it was super fun. Yeah. Go, go check out the video on demand. If you want to see, uh, if you're Chris a Crofton, Crofton fan, first of all, Crofton was in full Crofton. Oh yeah. If you want to see Miles wearing like one of the finest suits of the of the year 2000, mm-hmm. and the if you want to see me preacher suit, oh my god! Mm-hmm. And if you want to see me dress like the biggest douchebag from that year, complete with a soul patch, which I have now shaved off. Oh, coward! <sighs> I know. You can still watch the video on demand at momenthouse.com slash the daily zeitgeist. But thanks to everybody. The the turnout was great. The, yeah. the comment section was on fire. It was so fun. Thanks to everybody who uh came yeah. out. And can't wait to do a real, you know, human version at some yeah. point too. God wow. <laughs> wait that for that be. one too. I know. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a truly yes, hilarious yes. comedian, actress, and writer whose new special on Comedy Central, Whiskey Fists, is an absolute must-watch. It's just really fucking funny. She's written for that damn Michael Shea on uh, HBO Max and the Comedy Central roast of Alec Baldwin, which I got to see in person, and it was like the best roast I've ever witnessed. (laughs) It was like unedited, so I don't know if the uneditedness of it makes that like a harder bar to clear or not because (laughs) i I got to see all the dead air all the awkwardness in between jokes but it was still so good and she's appeared on pause with sam j comedy central stand-up uh bill burr's the ringers you can see her soon at the bell house in brooklyn uh and you can hear her on her own podcast find your beach please welcome the hilarious and talented rosebud baker wow wow thank you guys Thank you. I just want to, first of all, I applaud the energy with which you came into this podcast today. Both yeah, of you. We come I in mean, flying. Start in, come in on a 10, as my improv teacher always said. I love come it. On a 10. I loved it. I was like, oh God, I gotta, I gotta turn it up for these dudes. This is crazy. <laughs> I was like, they're singing songs. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. it happens. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you so much for that intro. It's good to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me. It's great to have you. Where are you in the country? I am in New York. Okay. New I am York. in New York. I know this does not look like a New York City apartment. I we know. Are damn. On Zoom. I just moved to, I just uh, leveled up, my friends. Wow. And yeah, for I, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it looks bigger in the Zoom than it actually is. But, you know, I, I shouldn't have said that. I should have just let you believe <laughs> what you And believed. really, how it looks in the Zoom is all that matters, right? We're just living mm-hmm. for the Zoom. Truly, at this point, truly, this is going to be human to human contact in about a year at the rate we're going. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) my favorite is when you get the the room uh, ready for the Zoom, 
but it's everything below the camera line that's just like, oh my god, like I'm just throwing yeah. boxes and shit, like <laughs> oh, just dear. below the camera, the frame. Yeah, yeah. What like the what, what's in front of me is actually because I just moved. What's in front of me looks like the set to a very bare bones play. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. just, yeah, yeah. It's just a table and chairs and right, no right. rugs. No, just like paintings piled up in the back. It's not yeah, good. But right. this side of my apartment's done. So yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like there should be a guy in a rumpled suit sitting in the chair, like just pushing his hair back, <laughs> really uh, worn down from. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Life. Oh, so we're fading up from black. Yeah. We're fading yeah. Yeah. Yes. Stage. Nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Just the silhouette of a man who's broken. Yeah, yeah. exactly. His, his wife's here. gone and she took everything. Yeah, I'll yeah. Be right there. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, oh my God. Jake this Hall is riveting. Is just ri- riveting in this performance. <laughs> I can't wait for Jake. Jake do you Paul's, know what I would uh, do Broadway to see debut. Jake Paul do like a David Mamet play? I can't oh wait God. for the day this, this happens. It's, might as well get I mean, ready for that. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to happen, and it'll probably be like good enough that it won't be as satisfying as we we want it to be. Which right, is what happened with can, the boxing. Yeah, here's the thing: TikTokers have already like taken over comedy because right. people don't think comedy is a real art. So we're just clowns. So they let the TikTokers do what we do. But I can't wait for the TikTokers to take over like Acting. real art. Yeah. Theater. You know what I mean? Where they <laughs> right. where they they go in and they like do an actor's job and people are like, I mean, the actors are just like, wow, I never <laughs> right. can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of monocles yeah. falling out of eyes. They didn't know yeah. who Sandy Meisner was. <laughs> I don't believe this. And they booked. Oh, my God. They didn't know <laughs> who Sandy Meisner was. But then they watched a uh, they watched a two minute TikTok, TikTok video yeah. about the Meisner method and, <laughs> and why it's flawed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now right. Up. <laughs> yeah. They just give you the hold on one second finger and then watch two minutes of TikTok right. and work. Okay, I'm ready to read it. Up. They're yeah. like, yep, okay, got it. <laughs> and then they're like bawling. You're like, how do they have this kind of control? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I know. Just these teenage billionaires. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing a self tape on their private jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Rosebud, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners just a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, We have a Sturgis update. We have some good news in terms of uh, holding the Kraken lawyers accountable. We're going to talk about the length of the perfect power nap. NASA has some opinions, all of that, plenty more. But first, Rosebud, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Okay, my latest search history is... (laughs) Jonathan Adler decor, which is essentially <laughs> my search history every day, is just interior decor items that I cannot afford yet. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I like to use Google as a window into a future that I, I'm nowhere close to. And mm-hmm. I, I love to just, I love to like take a walk through an apartment that, I'll, that I can't afford Or, you know, a big thing for me during the pandemic was like real estate. I loved like looking at houses I couldn't buy. And obviously I I ended up just renting again. But I was picturing a whole new life for myself. I really was during the pandemic. I was like, I'm going to I'm going to have a stable future because everything was out of control. So that is what I do. I just when things feel out of control, I I put all of my energy into my home and I like micromanage everything in it to the point Mm. where like my husband is like i feel like i'm a guest at my house oh yeah (laughs) like i'm like that's how i want you to feel that is exactly (laughs) welcome to our home but my home yes Yes. don't touch anything don't touch anything and please (laughs) keep your belongings in this one closet and don't put them anywhere outside of that (laughs) (laughs) God, I feel yeah. bad for him. Jonathan Adler, I I realized who he was, like, because I would always see the name and I was never able to connect to something until I was in Palm Springs at the Parker Hotel. And I know mm-hmm. that he redesigned that hotel. And I was like, oh, OK, I see. I see the Adler vibes here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's like, oh, this pillow's a thousand dollars. OK. 
Yeah, um, yeah. This pillow that huh. just says Xanax, five hundred milligrams. Right. It's like <laughs> it's just a pillow that's in the shape of a of a pharmaceutical, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I I want that. I don't know why I want that, but I want it. Yeah, it's a great it's a great conversation starter. Yeah. Wait, they, he he makes pillows that are giant Xanax yeah. pills. That's yeah, fun. he'll make a pillow that's like beaded, it, and it it's just like. It's like got the Xanax logo on it and then like a certain like whatever the dosage is. And for some reason, it's classy. I'm like, how how did he make this look so classy? But then I realized to be a pill head, you have to have money. Right. So you have to have health insurance. Right. That was like the whole thing with like, I just remember growing up, like starting from high school, there was like a set of rich kids who like I was like their coping skills was like, I need a Xanax. And right. I was like, what? I'm like, we're 17. Yeah. And I'm like, what you doing eating all them little blue footballs yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, they've got like and, a real housewives habit. Yeah, yeah. And like that's like a big thing in LA, I feel like. It's like hearing like, oh my God, I've seen a Xanax. Like, like yeah. you no, know, like we should sit down and talk about our needs uh, and how right. they're not being met. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, do that. yeah, or we could cry, you know, that could be the yeah. other option. But no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did buy that. these though recently. I bought these. I bought these like uh, salt and pepper shakers that just say cocaine and, <laughs> and heroin. Nice. Those are my, and th- I'm really proud of those. I, are those I love, from uh, Jonathan Adler? No, they are from, um, oh, shit, man, it's a small business. I should know. Just where I call it cocaine and heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I actually got him from my dealer. He, uh, yeah. he, he's got a side hustle where he just does interior design. So he's yeah. a hustler. Just do a four <laughs> shakes into a, a, a bent spoon of the heroin. You're good. I know. It's Take funny because somewhere. I'm I'm 13 years sober and I truly, I just love yeah. shit like this. Where right, it's right, like, right. Mm, yeah. I'm just pretending. Yeah, I'm sober <laughs> yeah. too. And I love that shit too. That's amazing. <laughs> Didn't Hunter S. Thompson talk about like having a salt shaker of cocaine uh, in the beginning of uh, Fear and Loathing? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. So shout out to the salt dream. shakers of cocaine. The, the dream. Uh, <laughs> I like that he had it in a salt shaker like that was going to throw the police off from like just the drug chest that was right. his, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was his the trunk. back of his car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that no, don't worry about that. That's salt. I just have a mm-hmm. happen to have a loose salt shaker back there. Yeah. Yeah. What is something Rosebug you think is overrated? Oh man, I mean there's so many things, but while I was thinking this morning about this, I was the first thing that came to mind uh, in terms of like overrated was um, having kids. Mm. And I I say that as somebody that wants kids, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know that I want them. I go back and forth about it like 17 times a day. And because I, yeah, <laughs> do you have kids? No. Okay. But I'm in, that, I'm in that process. I'm like, I want them. Mm? Yeah. Is the <laughs> yeah. earth going to melt? Do yeah. I? But yeah. I, I want to raise somebody. <laughs> I know. It's this weird thing where I'm like, I see, I see like a kid with their parent walking down the street. And I'm like, I want that moment. But I don't know if I want that life, you know? <laughs> right. Like, like, I like it in, I like the picture of it that I'm seeing, like the snapshot. But mm-hmm. I don't know about like hanging out with a kid yeah. all day. Like yeah, that, mm-hmm. even if they're your kid, I'm like, that's got to get so boring. Cause what's like, your worry? Like, what's the day look in, in like the nightmare scenario in your mind? Like, what's that day look like? But the nightmare is is like listening to their stories. You know, like every time, every time, yeah. like I used to be a nanny. And when a kid tells you a story, it's like listening to an old person's dream. You're like, what? Like, <laughs> This is just the most rambling nonsense. I just, and it's, there's never a conclusion. It just goes on forever. And you're like, am I going to die before this is over? And, (laughs) (laughs) and like, and, and I'm like, I like kids too. That's the other thing. Like, I, I like them. They're very funny, but they're never, they're not clever. They're just funny. And so it's like this kind of, I don't know. I think about that. And then I think about just the nightmare of like being having to be the mom. Like I would love to be a dad, but being a mom is like, oh, I would have to give up my career because it's just like assumed that I will. And 
And then like, if you don't, you're a bad person. Like being a mom is has the reason why it's hard is the fact that you are pressured your entire life to be one as a woman. And then you become one and and people just forget about you. Like there's (laughs) there's nine months where you're treated like a goddess and then the baby comes and you're just sacrificed to the gods. Like you're like, it's like (laughs) they lift you up. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they lift you up. They give you all the, the best treatment. And then the day comes where they're just like, and now we sacrifice you. And you are just, you're just, your life just ends. And you are just, you just disappear. And there's no like benefit. There's, there's really not, there's just not enough help for moms, you know, yeah. like, and I just look at that and I go like, ugh. and then like my best friend just had a baby and she sent me a picture of her tits. And I'm like, those are horrifying. Like that's <laughs> like, are those they are like the, inflated? Like they are just, just this most swollen. I'm like, swollen. those yeah, things yeah, are yeah. terrifying. Like oh, it's man. like, it's like, like looking Cronenberg at the fly or something. It's, it's like having a second pair of eyes. You know yeah. what I mean? When you look in the mirror, your your nipples are staring back at you. And it's, <laughs> I was like, that is terrifying. And it's like not and, even sometimes. Like there's lumpiness. It's yeah. Oh my god! It's and they're like veiny, and it's like I'm like whoa. You're on like, a schedule, you got to get those things emptied out. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, she's just constantly emptying her tits. You got your bladder to worry about. You got your tits to worry about. Then you got your your kid's bladder to worry about. I'm just like, there's so much that, and I really enjoy, like, running my own life and doing what I want. And I've done it this way, you know, my whole life. So I just wonder, like people assume that you'll enjoy being a parent. Like it's, there's no other job where people just so easily assume that you'll a be good at it and b enjoy it. And I'm like, how do I know that that's like, what if I won't regret not having them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are always just like, Oh, but you'll regret it. And it's like assumed that you'll regret it. But I'm like, but what if I just like, don't, Right. <laughs> and and what if, what you if I having them and then that's a whole yeah, thing too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm then like, you have that's to a tell way. Them and right. you know, yeah. I would much rather regret not having kids than regret having them. I'll, right. I'll, I'll say that. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that parents really regret having children. I've never heard a parent regret it. But I I'm just like, what if they what if they do? Like, wh- I mean, <laughs> sure. I doubt they I'm would just say it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. It's a, it gets like culty. Like my friends who had kids before me were, were just like, you gotta have them. <laughs> you got like, they really, yeah. and it's hard. I just found out last night at our live show that one of our guests thought I was stoned for the past five years because of how <laughs> sleep deprived I am every time. <laughs> I'm on the show. <laughs> He's like, oh man, no, you're a stoner, right? Like that's like, that's right. your thing. Sober. I'm like, no, man, yeah. I've been sober for five years. And yeah. that's why you're tired. <laughs> yeah. And then the stories are the jokes are really bad. The jokes are hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stories aren't as yeah. bad. Like, cause you're there is like something about like everything. You're you're watching them kind of be formed from nothing. So you are right. like really impressed, like by every like brain development. You you're kind of like, holy shit, you were so dumb so recently. You yeah, I mean, a newborn is useless. Yeah. And then right. you see them. I can see why parents are like mind blown when they're right. when they start to walk. Yeah. You know? But the yeah, we're we're still working on knock knock jokes, and they're <laughs> they're real bad. Yeah, uh, the ones that they come up with on their own. That's why I kind of yeah. like when I interact with like my friends' kids or like nieces and nephews, I treat them like drunk people at a bar. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I don't waste too much energy putting much thought into my response, but I'll respond. Oh yeah, really? You think that? And then I just <laughs> yeah. kind of go back to my thing. They're like, yeah, because I'm like, okay, why don't you prove uh-huh. it then? 
yeah, and then yeah. I go, and then it's like low energy for me, but still an interaction there. And then yeah. someone comes like, "You're so good with kids." I'm like, "Well, I'm also I have the intellect of a child too." Yeah. So yeah. I have a curiosity, <laughs> and I like to fuck around, so I, I make it work. But yeah, yeah. there's yeah. also times you get caught of like a, a 14 minute just like recounting of how someone's lunchbox looked like theirs, and you're like, oh, right. "Right, yeah." Okay. You're like, "Oh, and that's like, what we were yeah. leading to this whole time." <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, right. All right. I thought you're gonna say you're. Your teacher's a drug dealer or something. I was really holding <laughs> on. To something bigger. <laughs> yeah, you have to have yeah. very, very low expectations. But I think yeah. that's one of those things that your brain naturally takes care yeah. of for you. Like I'm like, it, come on, kid. Yeah. I work in development, man. What's going on here? What's going <laughs> yeah, on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the show? Give me the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> we have two kids that are like a, less than two years apart, and like I had totally, I had just like my brain had memory hold like all the difficult parts of the first one when the second one came along because. Yeah, the, your brain wants you to have more kids, I guess. And then also low expectations is yeah. uh, another way that you're just kind of There's also like, I think that I you hormonally, I know that for women, you there's a hormone that gets released that makes you forget the pain of childbirth. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. I'm just like, because <laughs> I FaceTimed my best friend. I don't know why she did this, but literally five minutes after she gave birth naturally, Wow. She picked up FaceTime, which kind of shows you how traumatized she was because yeah. she was just like doing what like she had just had her baby. OK. Right, right. And she picks up FaceTime and she goes, do not have a natural childbirth. <laughs> she which is the first thing she said. She goes, don't do it. Yeah. I thought I was going to die. And she's just like telling me how she thought she was going to die. And and how she just kept saying, this is so fucked up. This is so fucked up over and over and over again <laughs> to the doctors. And I, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm there's no way I ever would have a natural childbirth. I Like the second I find out I'm pregnant, I'm scheduling a C-section and an epidural. But and they're going to be like, we can't even see this baby on an ultrasound. But <laughs> start uh, the drip. I don't yeah. care. Sure. Start the drip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do a spinal tap now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I want to feel nothing. Yeah, yeah, but she it's it sounds crazy like she's going to forget how much that hurt. And I'm like, that's so crazy because that's she so was good that she called you, though, so that you can remind her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I called her. She didn't. But oh, the fact that she picked up like because right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why did you pick up? Like she said, even her husband was like, what? Like the nurses and doctors <laughs> were all looking at her like, why is she picking up a FaceTime? Yeah. Right. Like, is she a CEO? Like, what's going on? You know? Yeah. That's so funny, though, because people who have natural childbirths are usually like, it was so beautiful and like not as painful as you would think. And no, it's good to, good to get the truth finally. Yeah. What is something you think is underrated? All right. Well, this is not going to be popular, but honestly, there's like a lot of anti-vaxxers out there that have great taste in supplements. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, listen, they're insane. And I'm not talking about the ones that are taking livestock dewormers, okay? Mm -hmm. Those are, yeah. that's another level. But there's people out there that are like, oh, you got to try this supplement. Like, I'm not going to take their advice on anything else, but their supplement taste, they got good supplements, okay? They <laughs> yeah. got, they really, and I didn't see this happening in our culture where like all of a sudden far right-wing media uh, consumers would be like super into like like vitamin C, but I'm like, okay, I guess I guess they're into this stuff. And I've tried a couple. I've tried a couple of supplements from them, and it it's working. Okay, that's all I'm saying. My wow. hair is growing faster. My nails are looking good. I'm like, they're good at yeah. this, but just get the vaccine for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're gonna do, it's like I don't get why they're like this hasn't this has we haven't tested this out or anything but then they're like downing these supplements that haven't been approved by the fda and i'm right. like well, where's the the cognitive mm. dissonance is like well it's like well if they I knew wish... the benefits that's why the fda won't approve it because then it's going to be you know in direct competition with like a big pharmaceutical company and that's why you're like, i know what so, I, I think we need to get somebody in there that speaks like because we're talking about like tribal whites OK, right. <laughs> if we're talking about like the, the people in like, uh, you know, Michigan that won't get the vaccine or whatever, I I'm like, 
this is we got to get somebody who, to talk to them who's like not a doctor. You know what I mean? Who right. is like like Dr. Pepper. OK. Right. And get like, <laughs> like get somebody who calls themselves Dr. Pepper mm-hmm. to say that there's a supplement that where they just sneak the vaccine in. I don't know. Right. I'm like, do we have to start sneaking this into things for people? Yeah. I feel like do- one good fake TED talk with someone in like a white linen outfit who's like saying like they, yes. they've completely g- given up on like Western medicine and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then like seeds this idea. I feel like then people are like, hmm, they're onto something. Right. Then, right. Yeah. Because it's such indoctrination. Yeah. yeah. It's such indoctrination that I'm seeing. And it's like, it's crazy, too, because as performers, you guys know, like, it's, it's, I had to cancel a gig because I was like, you know, are they doing, are they checking vaccine status or could they maybe do like a negative COVID test if there's a bunch of anti-vaxxers around, you know, just so that we know that like they're not bringing COVID in. Like, I don't want to force anybody to do anything. I wish this wasn't a political conversation but i'm trying to like make my money and also be safe and it's just you can't because all of a sudden you're like taking a stand about some political issue that really isn't political i don't want to get sick oh you don't want to get sick like some fucking communist right Right. Right. you want to get sick yeah because i'm american you're like oh no what have like, we done I here? want the freedom to get sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> okay. I guess. And get you sick, which is the, right. yeah, I want the freedom And I think there's and... like a lot of people that are, that really just, they don't want to be a part of the argument. Like, I don't want to be in this argument at all. Right. I don't, right. I'm not like, I'm not a person who's like going on social and being like, if you don't get the vaccine, you're killing everybody. I'm not saying any of that. I don't think any of, I don't think that approach works. But I also am just like, I don't want to have this argument anymore. Yeah. So I do try to like. Just uh, I try to hear both sides of an issue, no matter what, no matter how crazy they are, because I'm a yeah. comic and that's, you know, that's where the funny is. And it turns out that the funny is also the fact that they got great supplements they really do they they know their supplements yeah maybe that's kind of the compliment sandwich we can use when we're trying to get them to get the vaccine be like first of all uh, i just wanted to reach out and say your your taste in supplements uh has changed my daily routine has changed my life Uh, my hair has grown longer since i started this email but uh vaccine on the other hand uh yeah, <laughs> what you said about vitamin C, really? Yeah. Crazy yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look into colloidal silver next. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get the vaccine, fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck like, Love your nails. Please. Love your nails. Yeah. Love your nails. Yeah. Get the vaccine, fuckwit. Also, your hair looks great. There it is. Yeah. Your Boom. skin is luminous. There it is. All yeah. right. Let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we're back. And we have an update from Sturgis, which, Rosebud, was this the uh, show that you had booked that you had to cancel? Were you headlining Sturgis? Yeah, the motorcycle. No. Show, really? <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. No, but I, I hope to. I really do. Yeah. I want to do that <laughs> One circuit. Day. Yeah. yeah. So, it lo- if <laughs> Miles, as you said, if it looks like a super spreader and quacks like one. It just <laughs> might be. I mean... We talked about it. Like every look. We've what are you, we're in year two of the pandemic. Last year we were like, that's not a good idea. And then with the <laughs> Delta variant, we're like, even worse idea. Yeah. Five hundred thousand people descending on a place, to, and many of whom are in the culture of anti-mask and pro-preventable death. This looks like a bad fucking recipe. And right now, the you know the, the rally took place from August 9th to fifteenth in South Dakota. And plus, you have Christy Nome, their governor, who's like. Yeah, man, fuck it. Like, let's just all die of COVID. Who gives a fuck? Right. We're now seeing that the rates are starting to go uh, particularly high, especially in Meade County, where the Sturgis bike rally was. Right now, the country is experiencing about a 64% surge nationwide, if you have country. It out. So across yeah. America, 64%. Yeah, across America. That's what it's that's sort of averaging out. That's fucking terrible. To. If you yeah. look at Meade County, 
it's they're having a 3,400% spike, 3,400% spike in positive oh results God. since the bike rally took place. And then neighboring counties, it's like, like 1,600%. And South Dakota as a state is experiencing a 686% increase in positive cases. So, I mean, there's really not much to say here. It's always bad when the percentages, like, I don't even know what that means. Like, yeah, Yeah. 3,400%. And, you know, I mean, to their credit, right, they're like the death rates are pretty low in South Dakota, but a lot of the officials are like, that just we're just now being able to quantify quantify the actual spread. The deaths right. typically come in the following weeks because that's positive tests will then lead to hospitalizations and then potentially someone passing away. Right. So, yeah, I mean, on paper, this always looked like a bad idea and it continues to to look that way. And, you know, like when you start to look at Lollapalooza, I remember being like, oh, boy, this doesn't look good. But yeah, it didn't look when you good. think of the fact that they were at least like, Please bring a test. Please come vaccinated. That's sort of the deal here for us to do this. It from all, you know, when you look at it, it doesn't seem like the kind of super spreader event many people feared would be or like at all. And when you take into account, they, the organizers say 90 percent of the people were fully vaccinated. So, yeah, Jesus. still continuing sort of the trend of fucking around and finding out. Yeah, they, there's a there was a there's also an article about how Israel which is like super vaxxed up. Yeah, hyper vaxxed. Yeah, that they are experiencing like a third wave of the virus, even having been vaccinated. And right. it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like we, I'm, I'm worried about like what's going to happen in, uh, in New York and in America across yeah. the board. Because a lot of in there, like, you know, they point to the fact that because they had reached such high levels of vaccination and like the positive results were low, they were just like, fuck it. It's 2018. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. And I think because people traveling and things like that then just introduced all of these new complications. And yeah, definitely doesn't bode well for a place that is, you know, fucking not even at 60 percent here. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming, though, they're not seeing the surge in hospitalizations and deaths that the the rest of the world is seeing. It's not as pronounced, but right. they're still they're still seeing because like they're also people whose vaccinations are waning, you know, like the efficacy is waning. So they're also right. being like, fuck, this is also like it's a combination of the Delta thing. It's the combination of they think the efficacy is waning for the for the vaccine shots. Yeah. Yeah. So and there is an article saying that boosters have shown promise to kind of curb the the current surge so right i mean that yeah which we, is wild we have medicine that works because we also need to be vaccinating the rest of the planet and when you have like things like Pfizer, places like Pfizer, like nah, i don't know what what, what, what are we going to share the technology with africa i don't think so and yeah. meanwhile right. they're barely like it's like like a one percent vaccination rate and a lot of yeah. activists and people like doctors without borders are saying like with one hundred and twenty seven million dollars, you could bring a hundred like something like a hundred million doses like online, like within a year if they actually invested in some facilities like because there th there's a lot of arguments too. if I was like, well, you can't trust places in Africa. Like it's very, you know, it's very patronizing and like being like, well, you know, like it's it's a little bit different there. But meanwhile, there are plenty of drugs that are distributed that are manufactured there that are FDA approved. So it's like, well, what, why are we being selective with what you think the capabilities right. are when we're still selling things that are manufactured in those places? So it's uh yeah and <laughs> and we're still dealing with people trying to convince them to get the first dose so yeah god damn we just need to wow it's like dragging a child to a warm bath <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know? that you know they're going to enjoy like, like a moment after they're in there yeah yeah, yeah. all right Let, let's talk cracking linwood <laughs> and sydney Powell. Uh, <laughs> got famous at the end of 2020 for being the Kraken lawsuit lawyers. They went around the country filing suits to basically rat fuck the legal process to try and get the election results overturned. They were unsuccessful. But when you look back at the 2000 election, which was obviously a very different thing, but, you know, we did a lot of research into that for our live show last night, which was about the year 2000. You know, there were successful rat fuckings that happened that like mm -hmm. the overturned the election basically yeah in florida so i mean 
there there is precedent for this sort of thing and we were a lot closer than i think a lot of people realized but which is why it's all the more important that these people who were kind of integral to that process uh to that attempt to be held accountable yeah and the judge mm-hmm. who is presiding over this decision so you know they're basically this judge is like yeah let's sanction them and let's also refer them to be suspended and possibly permanently disbarred because right. they're, they're, this is a fucking joke and the judge's ruling was like so scathing it did help me feel a little bit better because i was like i'm glad to hear that a judge saw this and was like what in the fuck do you think you're doing i'm just gonna read some of this uh, i said quote about these Kraken lawsuits, quote, this lawsuit represents a historic and profound abuse of the judicial process. This was in a 110-page ruling, okay? Nice. It's one thing to take on the charge of vindicating rights associated with an allegedly fraudulent election. It is another to take on the charge of deceiving a federal court and the American people into believing that rights were infringed without regard to whether any laws or rights were in fact violated. That is what happened here. It was about undermining the people's faith in our democracy and debasing the judicial process to do so. While there are many arenas, including print, television, and social media, where protestations, conjecture, and speculation may be advanced, such expressions are neither permitted nor welcomed in a court of law. And while as we as a country pride ourselves on the freedoms embodied within the First Amendment, it is well established that an attorney's freedom of speech is circumscribed upon entering the courtroom. Because a lot of their things was like, well, it's my, that's what I believe. And that's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm saying it in this courtroom. And they're like, that's not what are you doing? This right. is not right. how any of this fucking works. And yeah, just, you know, that aggressive tone, I feel like is fucking necessary considering like what these people were attempting. So they were also ordered to pay the legal fees of like defendants in their stupid lawsuits as well. So they've got a they have a mounting pile of legal problems headed their way. So a, a bit of a nice karmic yeah rebalancing good. a bit yeah this is the second day in a row where we've had a judge like say the obvious thing like that is clear to everybody but that like there's all these different forces trying to like legally maneuver around and use like technicalities to kind of obscure the truth there was the judge yesterday saying like prop 22 w- was not to help the workers of gig economy employers. It was actually to make it harder for them to organize. I'm like, that's obvious to everybody, but like that for whatever reason, they were able to pass it on a technicality. And a judge yesterday was just like, no, that's not, no, we we can see obviously what you're doing. I'm like, this is another case. Is there a, uh, like a judicial movement for people being like, come on. What the fuck? Well, I'm like, sure just like for anyone who practices law to, and like took it, takes it seriously to see yeah. this kind of shit. You're like, what the fuck? This is completely backwards. Yeah. Well, I think but I think that it's it's unfortunate because it it's like even with this, even with, you know, it's nice for us to see it. But for, for people who really bought into all of this, this is I mean, for conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. right. this is like. This only affirms the things that they already believed, right? Which is that the judicial system is rigged. And so, like, it's unfortunate because they won already in terms of getting people who they they just strengthened the beliefs, the insane beliefs of the people that are already indoctrinated to what they were trying to show and it's mm-hmm. like it, it's unfortunate because i i think that you know we're at a really dangerous place as a country when when you can't when you can't separate truth from fiction and when you have right. a bunch of people who are essentially in a cult telling you that the most important thing is to think for yourself yeah. and it's like you're in a cult like mm-hmm. the yeah. the irony is completely lost on them that what they're that what they're, it's like you and on people being like, you got to do your own research, man. Yeah, and I just it's like, did. It's weird. It says it's the opposite of everything you're saying right now. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. real research. Right. And it's like and then they'll be like, look at this article and it's a meme. And you're like, that's not what an article is <laughs> like. This that's is a. a- this is like a meme that says Herschel Walker is a shapeshifter that who was also Michael Vick. 
Yeah, I'm uh, like, you're showing me a picture of a triangle with an eye in it. Um, I don't, you know, like. So you what? get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're like, mm. Oh, no. Like, I, my hairdresser fucking joined QAnon during the pandemic. And it was like, I could see it happening, you know. Mm, yeah. And uh, like, she she went inside for three months and came out and she was like, she's like, you got to see what's going on. It's not good. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Oh, yeah. And and she's like, she started talking about doing your own research. And that's always like a red flag, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because what they're saying is true. Yes, you should look into it yourself. They start with that, which seems like a very reasonable thing and is a very reasonable thing. And then from there, they they go, I'm like, just because you're doing your own research doesn't mean that all of it is good. Or that right. you know what you're researching. Or how or to that research. You're good, or how to research. Right. And so it's this very complicated thing where it's so unfortunate because, you know, and it's been brewing for such a long time. I mean, it started with like 9-11 truthers and, you know, it was like it, it started and it's crossed party lines so many times in this country. But it's a real issue. And yeah. it's like, I mean, it's like the second virus that we're dealing with in America, for sure. Yeah. No, this will historically be seen as like a fulcrum point. Uh, we we don't yet know like what it will be into. Hopefully it's for like reform and making it so that, you know, the there is some regulation to the current information economy and information ecosystem. But yeah, this is kind of unprecedented like the amount of just yeah fervent belief in yeah. absolute bullshit well and absolute also nonsense, like yeah. reducing legal decisions to essentially if it's not the thing i want then it's absolute horseshit but right. if it right. is what i want then i agree and it's like right. well there's no way to win with that person because it's just like if what i want isn't happening then it's tyranny and it doesn't matter right. the process or how these decisions are arrived or how we arrive to these decisions and things like that. So, yeah, it's and it's again, it's also, you know, we see it played out, too, with the January 6th shit. And there's also like a huge thing going on there. Maybe there's a potential reckoning there. But, you know, America's track record with reckonings is fucking oh for 700,000. So I'm not too optimistic there. But in terms of the commission that's looking into the January 6th insurrection, they just made a substantial document request that made Donald Trump like fall out of his high chair saying that they're looking for everything. They, they want records that include Trump White House records held by the National Archives and Records Administration, documents from the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, Justice, Interior, FBI, Director of National Intelligence, National Counterterrorism Center. And essentially they want fucking every kind of communication or recorded data about people's movements or communications that day. So whether that was Trump's activities, movements, meetings on the 6th or things from April 1st, 2020, starting all the way back there and including some like name anyone who has been in the news in Trump orbit. They're like the people who like and we also need their communications, too. Yeah, it's like Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., fucking Hope Hicks. The Proud Boys, Three Percenters, uh, fucking it, it, like little Chris Christie, Roger Stone, fucking Alex everyone, <laughs> Alex Jones. It's I mean, yeah, they also like, you know, they're also really looking deeply into if you remember, like at the end of the year in 2020, a lot of people suddenly got put into high ranking deci decision making and administrative positions like at the uh, DNI or Department of Defense and things like that. And they're like, we need to know about that, too. Like what? What was happening when Trump was like installing these people in these various departments? Right. Yeah. And now he's just screaming about executive whatever immunity or whatever thing he's made up in his mind where they can't look at your, any of your documents because you were the president. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like just how this period is going to be viewed historically, I, do, I am pretty confident and excited for the fact that they did not cover their own tracks in any way. Like the the Bush, George W. Bush White House, like there was just all these documents that just like went went away and yeah. nobody mm -hmm. knows what happened to them. Like there, there's no way the Trump administration had their shit together enough to 
to do that. So I do think we'll we'll get like a very detailed look of exactly look at exactly how fucked up and like transparent everything they were trying to do was. God, can you imagine? That's right. the thing that worries me is that even with all of that, right? Where does it go? Like if that is also accelerates to a point for all the, you know, insurrectionist types who are like, oh, they're really trying to clamp down now. Like it's time to ramp things up further or right. if they can even get with these lawsuits be like, OK, well, you need to testify. And either they're going to say I that's true or they're like, I was look, yeah, I was involved in some shit that was like wrong to try yeah. and save their own asses. I just don't know how that plays with, you know, like you're saying, Rosebud, like the people who have bought in. Right. I mean, I would almost I, I'm like, see, this is why I prefer a president who even if he's corrupt, I don't know what he's doing. You know what I mean? Even if he's like screwed up and even if he's just like doing app, if, he, if he's using the White House to like, uh, like funnel cocaine into our breakfast cereal, I just don't want to know about it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, I'm I'm so I'm. I'm defeated to the point where I'm like, I don't care what happens. Just don't tell me, you know, (laughs) just because even and this is the thing about these conspiracy theorists is like they'll they have all these theories and they'll tell you about them. And then I'm like, okay, so let's say all of what you said is true. What are you going to do about it? And they never have a single answer. They they're never like like if you ask them, they don't have an answer for you. They're like. Uh, well, we got to storm the White House. It's like, oh, well, you did that. Yeah, how'd that go? So. Yeah. And we saw what you did. You guys just wandered around. The thing <laughs> I hear, the, the thing I hear more from people of that ilk is more like, oh, the trouble's coming. Or right, I right. hope you have a gun. You know, like, I hope you're ready. Not like to say that it's a threat to you, but like what they see is absolute breakdown where you are going to have to be armed to fight off whatever tyrannical concept, nebulous concept of your future, like you're using to buy more ammo right. um, for your bunker. So I don't know. But yeah, like there are, I just saw recently this guy at a, at a school board meeting. He, he straight up told this city council meeting, he said, I know a lot of good guys who are prepared to do really bad things. And what? That kind of rhetoric is like starting <laughs> at a to ramp school up. board meeting? Yeah. Because about to, masks, to make sure know? that their kid doesn't have to wear a mask. Yeah, and you start off like, take that diaper off your face, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. my god, like this. Oh, the Jesus. bluster is like next level. But again, you don't. It's uh, this is something that continues to just simmer and simmer and simmer. And yeah, it, the, meanwhile, like doesn't seem like much emphasis is on trying. So to- take that diaper off your face. I mean, that just that's like. That assumes that your mask is actually filled with shit, which is just not fair. You know right. what I mean? Right. Let's, nobody's exactly. pooping into I'm their like, mask. and. <laughs> yeah. Look, I had onions and then my salad. That's, that's not shit <laughs> I didn't, in the mask. I didn't right. sh- I'm not shitting out of my mouth. Right. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah. I'm like. Baby mouth. Guys, you're writing material for them. Stop. <laughs> yeah. This is too good. <laughs> All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And so there's this tweet from uh, one of our favorite primary news sources, Lad Bible, here on the Daily Zeitgeist. guys. <laughs> uh, and it it's kind of gone very viral asking if you had to save three shows from being like, you know, memory hold from history, just like taken, wiped from the pages of history. And like we they just never happened. Which of these nine would it be? I'll just read through them. The Sopranos, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, Ozark, Prison Break. I did not see that one coming. Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad. So for me, like The Sopranos and The Wire. So this is basically a question of like, okay, so with the remaining seven spots, what's the one show that gets it? Because The Sopranos and The Wire are like the best. Sopranos, Wire. I don't honestly like part of me. I'm, I guess I'm really angry at Game of Thrones. I'm like, I don't care if nobody remembers that shit. Right. Mm. And I feel like I would save. I mean, I would. God, I can't Deadwood be in here. I know Deadwood. I'm instead like, why of is Ozark in break? there? And like, I mean, Ozark's yeah. fine. But like, 
Really? I get Sons of Anarchy. I get Breaking Bad. Ozark seems like too much of a newcomer. And also too similar to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. So Boardwalk, it, you know, I don't know. For I, me, I, it's I'm Boardwalk really over Boardwalk Deadwood. Yeah. Or I mean, I prefer Deadwood over Boardwalk, so. Yeah. Mm. Also, these shows are all like kind of in the same genre. Yeah. I'm like, these are sort of the same show. Like, it, it, yeah. if you take, honestly, I think you save Sopranos and you're going to have a list just as long of killer shows that come because the Sopranos existed. Like, right. without the Sopranos, you would have none of these other shows, in my opinion, because the Sopranos, like, changed TV forever. Like, the Sopranos is the reason TV has, like, a cinematic kind of feel to it now, where yeah. you can sit down and you can watch hours and hours and hours yeah. of a show. I think The Sopranos and The Wire, the first four seasons of The Wire, are like yeah. could, could stand with any like American-made movie, any American novel. Like I think they're as good <laughs> as any okay. of that yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel sentimental for any. I, dude, I tried. I couldn't. I couldn't get past the first season of Walking Dead. I only did. I only watched because Frank Darabont was in the first. Yeah. In the first season, and I was like, I don't. I just. And I used to be really into the zombie apocalypse, like yeah. in yeah. college and stuff. That was, you know, when that was like the shit, and people were like, "Yo, man, you fuck, <laughs> you like zombie apocalypse stuff?" And I was like, yeah. "Yep, I got the survival <laughs> guide." Oh, yeah. Walking Dead. Let's check it out. And then I slowly was like, "Man, maybe this isn't for me." <laughs> Because here's the thing, Walking Dead is just the same day over and over and over again. <laughs> like I'm like right. I'm like, it's not unlike living in a pandemic. You're just doing the same thing every day. Right. And it's exhausting. But oh man, Sopranos. I've watched I've probably watched that show five or six times, rewatched yeah. the entire thing. Wow. I'm Thanks. like yeah. It's just so good. And I see something different about that show every time I watch it. I used to have sex dreams about Tony Soprano, okay? It changed the game for me. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I did not know that I and was into thick men like this. Or were you Dr. Melfi? Like, what was the context? <laughs> or you just, I mean, Tony Soprano just pulled up in that Cadillac and you're like, oh. The weirdest sex dreams I've ever had in my life. I literally, and it's it happens to every woman that watches it. Every straight woman that watches The Sopranos has a sex dream about Tony Soprano, whether they want to or not. I he was he was on the subway in his disgusting bathrobe, just waiting at the Union Square subway station. Oh yeah, and I was just into it. I was he's just had his bathrobe open, right. and I was like, "You're just like he's Get like a pig," here. and you're like, "I fucking I hate you." Yeah, and then you're just like, "I also would give it to you can get it." I don't right. know. <laughs> It's really upsetting. It's, yeah. It doesn't feel feminist. It doesn't feel progressive. But God damn it, if it's not the truth. Yeah. yeah. I'm more of a, a Polly Walnuts sex dream guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's just repeating jokes to you over yeah. and over again. And he's clean, you know, like, I'm like, oh, wow, you're pretty tidy. Yeah. Polly. Yeah, yeah, he is bad. tidy. Yeah. yeah. Except for the Pine Barrens episode. <laughs> so I, for me, it comes down to Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. and. I think the ending of Breaking Bad, I, I'm definitely in the minority in that I think the ending of Breaking Bad was like as bad as the ending of Game of Thrones. Mm. And if we still get Better Call Saul, like because that's not on the list of shows that gets wiped out of history, mm -hmm. then I think you you save Game of Thrones because it's like different. It's not similar to these other shows. Like it's yeah. a whole. There's, yeah, epic. there's levels to this question that. The, yeah the options are just not acknowledging. Yeah. I feel like, right. you know. They're basically like, if you could pick three of these nine very similar shows, it's not a hard decision is what I'm saying. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, but in my mind, like to your point, Rosebud, like where, what The Sopranos do, did to transform sort of prestige TV, it's almost like, what do you like? Oxygen molecules, water, a Pepsi can, uh, <laughs> a carbon molecule, a blanket, or orange, and you're like, honestly, without the oxygen or the carbon, none of this is possible right. anyway. Right. So this conversation is moot. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I will say, Breaking Bad 
is a great show, but I got to that episode about the fly, and yeah. I was like, I'm done with this show. <laughs> I got so mad at that yeah. episode. I It was like I've never been so infuriated by one episode of a show where I just went, I don't care. I don't, right, I don't right. know who was on vacation, but this episode <laughs> is trash. It's And funny. I was like, yeah. It's like just when, infuriating. When a show can do that to you, though, there's something magic about that. Because it's not often I feel like I will rage quit a show. And I'm like, are you yeah. fucking dumb? You just <laughs> yeah. did this to me? You fucking writer assholes. Like that yeah. one season of Dexter where, uh, who was it? Was it like Edward James almost was like, look, spoiler alert for, I don't know, season five of Dexter or four, when Edward James almost was a figment of Homeboy's imagination the whole time? I know. I, mean, I was like, I don't think that counts as a spoiler. I think that counts as a favor. You're doing somebody. Yeah, like... yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. But like, that was just right. one of the, I, I had the same thing where I like, I fucking turned the TV off. I'm like, you guys are fucking so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I got so mad. Yeah. It reminds me of like, I, there's a therapist that I follow on Instagram that I've been taking advice from, like, just for like two years now. I'm just like, God, everything she says is so genius. And then she like, came out as like she's in a three-person monogamous relationship the other day and i was like fuck this lady like i was like i can't god damn it my friend right. and i were like texting about it and it felt it, i was like this feels like a knife to my heart i've just been <laughs> i've just been taking every word she says as like pure wisdom and truth and now yeah, i'm like oh that one thing okay everything's yeah. a lie right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right. And finally, uh, let's just tell them NASA has weighed in on the length of the perfect power nap, yeah. which is, I don't know, this seemed very short to me. But then again, I am constantly tired. It's uh, NASA. OK, so if they know anything, I, I like they're like, yeah, they know about the things that happens to the human body and how to kind of work around that because space mm -hmm. Because, yeah, you know, getting tired in the like our circadian rhythms, like there are points where we're going to get tired like twice per day. Like it just right. happens. Some people can push through it. Other people like, you know, that's why five hour energy exists. But so like, you know, everyone's like, what do you what's it, 20 minutes, an hour? How do you get that little bit of sleep that can actually help you? And according to NASA, they said we found that pilots who slept in the cockpit for 26 minutes showed alertness improvements of up to 54 percent and job performance improvements by 34 percent compared to those that didn't nap. But they say 26 minutes actually could be long. They are thinking that between 10 and 20 minutes is enough to get you into like these first two stages of your sleep cycle that give you like this sort of restorative rest. But in my mind, I do, I could never, I don't know how to take a fucking 10 minute nap. I just don't, like, right. I don't have the skills to like set a timer you know, like, you know, because right. have you ever tried to take like a power nap? Like, and you know, you're like, fuck, I only have like 30 minutes. Yeah. But then half the time I'm like thinking of how I have to wake up in 30 minutes that I'm not actually able to take that nap. So right. I'm, oh, more than anything, I'm asking, how do you all even take a fucking power nap? That's yeah. 20 minutes. Like, what are the I've never here? taken a nap that wasn't an accident. I have right. never in my <laughs> right. life taken a nap on purpose. Like I have fallen right. asleep in places. But yeah. not on purpose. I'm like just not in, like in when I was in high school, you know, like puberty and like you're, you just have to sleep so much because your body's just like a fucking wreck. I would yeah. come home from school and I would sleep for like an hour and a half minimum. But like yeah. that was really? in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I got to sleep. Like and I would have to do like, you know, other extra like I was in jazz band, all kind of orchestras and shit. It's like, fuck, I got to get some fucking sleep before this other thing. But it would have right. to be at least an hour. For me yeah. to like be able to kind of get into it. But, you know, listeners, how do you how do you prepare for a 10 minute nap? How, Jack, I know you because like when we when we're on the road and there's times like when we're, there's a little bit of a gap between like when we check into a place and they're like, then we got to go sound check or something. Right. You're like, yeah, I got to I got to take a quick nap. I'm like in 35 minutes. Yeah, I was I was hoping that the answer was going to be four to five hours is the <laughs> ideal time for a nap. No. Yeah. Sometimes just like closing your eyes. But you, you're right. Like. Trying to do it less than 26 minutes is just too much on a knife's edge. Like, I feel like that's for people who, like, have a power down button on their body that they can just hit and, like, immediately go to sleep. Or, like, for the right. people from Inception, like, that you just, like, immediately 
or I guess drug users. That's what the people in Inception essentially were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I that seems to like I do. I know there are people like that who are just like nap and nap time. Go. Yeah. (laughs) And can fall asleep. I'm not. Yeah. 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 But my husband does that every day. He comes home from work, takes a nap and then. Yeah. Goes out and does spots. I'm like, whoa, that is wow. impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. I Maybe we're just like sleep gluttons, you know, where we're like, I'm sorry, like 10. Okay, NASA. Like, right. Yeah. Like yeah. 90 minutes, fam. And I don't yeah. care yeah, if also, I wake up in the middle of it and I'm groggy and shit. You know what? I'm not even going to blame us for that. I'm going to blame NASA because I think they're working too hard. Yeah, yeah that's I think, true. I'm not saying that yeah. they need to relax. I think they should keep it up. But just like, yeah. we're not all operating at nasa levels that's true. right yeah yeah but we, we aspire to yeah, maybe nasa <laughs> needs to fucking relax <laughs> now yeah. we're like i'm really worried about the nasa pilots actually yeah, exactly. if this is what they're doing to them Jesus. i mean yeah we talk about pilots rights for <laughs> yeah. astronauts yeah yeah rosewood it's been such a pleasure having you on the daily zeitgeist it's been so great to be here thank you yeah. guys for having me oh, yeah anytime. it's been great where can people uh find you follow you all that good stuff Yeah, so check out my special, Whiskey Fists, on Comedy Central's YouTube right now. If you go to YouTube and you search Rosebud Baker Whiskey Fists, it'll be the first to come up. And you can watch or listen to my podcast, Find Your Beach, available wherever you get your podcasts. What's the podcast about? It is my husband and I. uh, We're both comedians, and we started this podcast on the first day of quarantine and by the third day of quarantine, we were engaged. Oh, my God. And then wow. we got Congrats. married. So it was all like, it's like a couple who fell in love during the pandemic. And what has happened since? Right. Which wow. is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds yeah. incredible. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? This is just somebody who uh, who watched my special and hated it okay and they wrote underneath (laughs) they wrote this is so boring women only talk about sex and then someone came to which is a very gendered thing but that Mm -hmm, so that that's like okay well whatever but then somebody came to my defense and goes um clearly you didn't watch this whole thing she talks about sex for like three minutes and then they wrote it was boring, though. And I was like, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Oh, come on. And fuck. I got to tell you, you'll see when you watch my special, people that hate my comedy make me laugh harder than, like, the people that love it. It's just, like, it cracks me up because as a comic, you are so addicted to the instant, like, laughs and the instant affirmation of that yeah. that when it doesn't go right... It's so funny to me yeah. because it's the one thing in my life that I take seriously. So to <laughs> see to see it, it's just so devastating mm-hmm, that so I funny. that it makes me laugh. And um, but I, I yeah. And I also it wouldn't make me laugh if I didn't know I was funny. So right. definitely go. go check it out. It is a great special. I hope you'll like it. Yeah, it's um, really good. And uh, yeah, that's it. Miles, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and the other show. If you like 90 Day Fiance, come to the other show, 420 Day Fiance with me and Sophia Alexandra. Or, you know, we just get high and talk about 90 Day and, you know, two immigrant kids trying to figure it out. And let's <laughs> see some tweets that I like. OK, so this first one is from Isaiah G at Isaiah, Isaiah G underscore AAP. It said, adult friendships be like, I miss you, bro. Let's link in November. It's <laughs> 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 so true. God damn. Well, this, everything's about work. We don't fucking play. And then another mm-hmm. one is from uh, at, it's a rap at Mr. Despicable 22. It says, you want to you want to know how I know the vaccine is safe and works and quote tweeted this from Kyle Griffin said Goldman Sachs will uh, require anyone who enters the bank's U.S. offices, including clients, to be fully vaccinated starting September 7th. Yeah. 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 That'll do it. Look at how the money where the how the money people are dealing with it. Yes. Yeah. It's great. A tweet I've been enjoying. Andrew Nadeau tweeted family feud. Steve Harvey. No, me. It's my guest, though. Steve Harvey. You guess this for every question. Me. You have to say it. Steve Harvey. Sigh. 
Show me dem titties. Um, <laughs> can't believe that hasn't been cried by <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and then so there's one other one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, uh, and then how's Annie tweeted? Dad jokes are okay, but mom jokes are insisting that a squirrel she sees a lot is the mayor of the neighborhood. And every time you talk, she says, I saw the mayor today. Uh, <laughs> 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 you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles, what song should people go listen to? It's the weekend, you know, so something with a little bit of, you know, dancey feeling, some dance music, some house music, some, you know, romantic stuff, some soul to it. Uh, This is a track called The Beast by Godford. And I just want to read this description from the artist of how they make their music, because this is how I'll say you on it. Godford is described as, quote, I'm in the middle of that bridge between innocent, romantic and rave. I don't want to choose between those two feelings. I'm hiding my face because she'd like they, they have like a mask on because I think my body isn't reflecting who I really am. When I meet people in, in real, I feel I can express easily who I am, but through a screen or any media, I'm feeling uncomfortable. Music in general is a non-binary place where everyone can express their deepest feelings. So that, uh, I think that tracks. This track feels like, uh, I mean, you may find this depth to it, or you might just say, hey, this one gets my toe tapping. So check out <laughs> The Beast by Godford. All right. Well, go check that out. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. We are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 Bye.